What's up, everybody? I'm Lynn Williams. And I'm Sam Lewis. And this is Snacks. Snacks. <laughs> Where we talk about some personal stuff, some talker stuff, some real stuff, and some fun stuff. So, Lynn, what's new since our last podcast? What isn't new? Um, well, I bought a house. <laughs> um, I got, well, it's technically not mine yet because of the closing stuff. But my offer was accepted. Um, woo! Woo! Two days before my birthday, so I bought myself a birthday present. A wow! La- a large birthday present. That is probably the largest birthday present any casino champion could ever afford to buy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's like I, I'm sure you. This happened to you when you bought your home, but like, it's just you put the offer in. You're like, yeah, whatever. And then when they accept it, you're like, oh my gosh, it's like real. Oh yeah, and you're like, oh shit, I have to actually pay for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I have responsibilities. Yeah, so that's that's new. Um, I've been taking up painting. Um, like to paint your house or painting in another sense. Painting in another sense. I have been on Instagram and TikTok. I love TikTok. And I follow this lady who does um, interior design stuff for her house. And there's like, you can take old, not old, but like I went to the thrift store and got cheap vases that people dropped off there. And then I got paint and mixed baking soda with it and then put it on the outside and it makes it look like it's clay. Ooh. Yeah. That is really cool. I feel like you have had this artistic streak for like years and every season you have like a new passion project and like, they're all so good. Thank you. Yeah. It's so welcome. Um, I really think that maybe I should do something creative, artsy, artsy and creative once. Well, I think you should too, but I, I think that you always like find something to do and like whatever floats your boat at the moment. Yeah. Just like a leaf. You're, you are the captain of your own ship. A leaf blowing in the wind. Yeah. Do another one. Another. Yeah. You are the pirate of your own ship. I'm sticking to the ship. I thought you were going to say like, I was <laughs> going to change it up, but pilot like, was the first thing that came. You are the pilot of your own airplane. I am the conductor of my own train. You are the driver of your own car. And let's move on. What is new with you? No, I didn't <laughs> want to move on. That's not ready. What is new with you? We got away from uh, everything. Fine. Um, I am in North Carolina. I got to play in the game with you last weekend, but we'll get to that. That's the soccer section. Um, Stay focused. We are in this new apartment, which is awesome. Pat and Finn came here with me. Um, Pat has been cooking me every single meal, like as a private personal chef, which is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like literally makes breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, smoothies, desserts. Like Private and personal chef. Yeah, it's like so sick. So I really lucked out in that regard. And then also my dog Finn is here with me too. What is the most exciting thing that he's cooked for you since you've been back? Um, well, for pregame meal on Thursday, he made sweet potato gnocchi with like a turkey yeah. sauce, like tur- ground turkey, like in the sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so good at that one. I, I really like that one. But I think the best part, like he makes me breakfast burritos with fruit. He's made me like chicken salad on a piece of toast with like greens. Mm, mm, mm. And then he'll like cut up a little apple. It's so cute. But I think the best part is like one, I literally don't have to think about it. Like I don't have to go to the grocery store. I don't have to like prep anything. I don't have to cook it. I don't have to clean up and I don't have to like plan anything out because he's like gone through all these steps. So I feel like I should just maybe hire him to like do this for me full time. But then we like share a bank account. So I guess I don't really need to You just take it out and put it back in your own bank account. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, I'll be the accountant of my own bank account. Um, wait, going back to, you don't have to do the dishes. No, dude. I think he's like really into it and like, is kind of taking it as like, I am maybe training to be a personal chef someday. So like cleans the kitchen every time. Dude, that is that is not the Pat I know, so good for you. Pat is the astronaut of his own rocket ship, and he really has taken initiative and is <laughs> growing and maturing as a wow. man and a kitchen cleaner. That's amazing. I mean, surprise, on the podcast, who our guests are. Pat and Marley! Pat and Marley, Marley, Pat and Marley, Marley, Pat and Marley, Marley. 
<laughs> so one thing I think that a lot of pent up resentment from the quarantine last year when Pat and Lynn had to be roommates will probably come out and everybody will get to see it <laughs> firsthand. Um, but two, we're really excited for them to come on. It's going to be like so funny. So fun. And fun to chat with them and take your significant other to work day. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. That's exciting. Um, I was also just going to mention that Finn is here in this new place. Um, he has a touch of separation anxiety. He like kind of, he's like 15 months. So at our house in Boston, he's good. Like we can leave him there now for a few hours and he's fine, but he is like a COVID dog. So he has never been really left alone for a long period of time. So I think because this is a new environment for him again, he gets like really upset when we leave. Yeah. Um, and like we can hear him barking as we leave and it's we we leave him for 20 minutes to go to the grocery store or like run a simple errand that we can't bring him. And so sad. And the other day we came home and he like knocked over the trash barrel and was like chewing all the trash. Yuck, Finn. Yuck. I was like, Finn, it's okay. We were gone for 15 minutes. You poor thing. So oh we need gosh. to work on that. So I don't know. Maybe need to watch some Cesar Milan videos. <laughs> the dog whisperer. Yeah, I don't know how you stop that either. But um, when I came and visited, he's so much smaller than I, well, he's bigger than I, I remember, but smaller than what I pictured yeah. from the pictures. He's just a little guy. He's just a cute, oh, I just look at him breathing. I just, I love smelling him. I just love him so much. I love everything about him. Even his separation anxiety, because it just shows me he loves me. Oh my gosh, you are crazy. Um, Finn remembers me, which makes me very happy. Yeah, he definitely remembered you. Yeah, I should bring over my slipper to see if he- You should. He even told me um, when you left, he said, I missed Auntie Lynn so much. I missed her so much. And that's why I sat on her chest and she pet me and we played and I barked at her the whole time. Yeah, exactly. That's Finn's Emma. I do miss him. Okay, so let's move on to soccer. We're back to playing together. Wow. Is it everything you ever dreamed it would be, Lynn? Everything. Everything. Well, you came back and we won by a lot. So that was very exciting. Well, it was very exciting for me too. It was really fun to be back with the team. Um, I missed you guys. I missed the locker room. We're locker buddies. The energy. We are locker buddies. That's new to us. That is new. It's new, but it's a great new development in my life. People realized that we were no longer going to be roommates. So then... In turn, we had to be yes. locker mates. So I'll take it. Yes, exactly. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about, like, why is the courage so special to you and to me? Like, why do we love it so much? Oh, good question, Samantha. Yeah. Good question. I know. Um, I feel like the courage, and this is so cliche sounding, but it, it really is like a home. Um, we have been playing with a lot of the people forever. And you like just become each other's family. Um, I think that what's so unique about our team is there isn't a person on our team that I don't not like. Is that how you say that? No. Don't. I think you added in one too many knots. You know what I'm trying to say. I feel I like I do know what you're trying to say. <laughs> I feel like there's every, every single person on the team I can like go out for coffee and I feel comfortable and it's not weird. And if I ever needed help, I could go to them. And I think that relationship and bond you have with people off the field translates to on the field and you just always feel supported. And, um, if there's somebody that's in a position that you want to be in, you never do anything to like, to hope that they fail. You just always uplift them. And it's like a very, um, positive environment and it's tough and you, you would get better every single day. And, um, you know, your emotions are tested and your skill sets are tested, but every single day at the end of the day, you can look to the person and be like, wow, we got better together. Um, I think that's why I, I love it here so much. What about you? I know it's, well, I mean, all of those things that you said, it's just so interesting to me, like how we had a hand in creating this kind of a culture. I think mm. I've told this story in literally every interview I've, I possibly could have, but it started <laughs> in Western New York when Paul came to coach us in 2016. And we just had this huge shift in like who we wanted to be as a team and kind of the way that Paul started this culture, it just trickled down from the top and we all bought in so much. Um, mm -hmm. And we've been able somehow to carry it with us. We changed locations. We changed owners. We have even looking around the locker room now, there's only a handful of us left from that like original team, but somehow 
this like culture and this feeling of it being a family and this high standard, um, the expectation that you're going to give hundred percent every day in the heat when we're doing fitness, when it's hard, when you're tired, like it's just something that I feel like is really rare. Um, and it's so precious to me and something that I never want to lose. So I, even when maybe I don't feel my best or I'm not playing my best, I really want to make sure that that culture is never sacrificed and it never goes anywhere because it's so much bigger than how I perform on any given day. Um, and I feel like what I value the most about the group and it's amazing to me that it's carried on for all these years is that you're like equally challenged every day and supported every day. And that comes from Paul that comes from your teammates. Um, it's like people always know that you can be better and they believe that you can be better. But at the same time, they're like, we, if you messed up, we're okay. Like we embrace that. If you say something stupid or you do something stupid, they like forgive you. And it's this environment where you can work on yourself. You can get better. You can grow, but the way you are now is already like loved. And I just, I like, it's like magical to me. Like, I don't know how we've created that and then carried it on. I know it's, it's kind of weird that like, not weird, but cool that we have been able to, to carry that with us. And like, we never lose that or we haven't lost that yet. Hopefully we never lose it because I think it's easy to be like, Oh, well we've done X, Y, and Z and we've accomplished everything we can accomplish in this league. Let's move on now. And we always say, no, we, we remember where we were and who we were and that's what got us here. So why would we change that? Yeah. And it's that like, I think it's that like underdog mentality too. It's like, Oh no people and people like used to make fun of us for saying that when we were like top of the league and winning. And it's not about really like where you are in the table. It's how you approach the day. It's coming into training and being like, I've got to fight and claw and like try and make my way onto the field, Mm -hmm. make my way up the table, make my way to win the game. Like it's just the way you come at it. And I think that other teams like have shown signs of that this year. And that, that makes me really excited for the league. Um, But I think it's something that I have so much pride in that our group has. And whether you're a new, like, I feel like the new players, I look at them all and I'm like, you guys get it. Like it's as kind of like, as soon as you pull the shirt on. Yeah. Somebody came recently and said, I'm not going to say her name, but um, she said, this culture is so cool and so unique. I've been on other teams and they try to have this culture they talk about this culture but they never get there and this is so interesting because you guys don't talk about it and you just have it and I'm like yeah I don't know I know maybe maybe the, maybe <laughs> we should stop talking about it then just so we don't like weird juju yeah let's get rid of that um <laughs> no but I I do want to go back to this underdog thing because we have gotten so much shit for saying that and I think that you're so right that like it is just a mentality it's like People are like, oh, you're the top of the table. And like, we are aware of that. Not now, but in the past, (laughs) we're aware of that. But we, we doesn't mean we change the way we approach soccer and how we come to training every single day and how we come to the games. And that's the underdogness that we had in Western New York. And we were trying to prove ourselves and we have to prove ourselves game in and game out and day in and day out. Yeah. Am I Dr. Seuss? Oh. Lynn Seuss. Anyways, um, I do think that that is what makes the courage so special to me. And it it was great to like come back and, and feel embraced so quickly again. And I'm glad we got the result um, this past weekend, but we have a lot more work to do and a long season ahead. A long, long season. The one thing I need to uh, talk about though, was that just coming back in the heat and trying to get used to the heat again. It was... <laughs> I feel like over the years, I, I don't know how I like embraced it. Like, I don't know how I just got through it because coming back and having it hit you so suddenly last week was so hot and humid that my first couple days I was like, Sam, you, you like just have to survive, like just focus on like survival at training. Yeah. You did also come back with the hottest two days. Like it had been a lovely spring and then all of a sudden- I know, and then I feel like this week is back to being a little bit like normal and bearable. Yeah, this happens every year though. Like not you, but everybody, you're just like, I'm just running around in an incubator with a wet towel on my face. Like that's what it feels like. Yeah, and then it's just that like, um, I was watching film from the game and they like showed a, a picture of me. And you're just like, just wet. Like your whole jersey and shorts are just dripping wet. And you're like, I may have gone swimming in a pool. I guess it did rain that game though. 
But it's the look. It's that it's the wet rat look. Yeah, you look like a wet rat. You feel like a wet rat. Everything's sticking. Remember I was saying last week, I feel like I'm all full of water, but then it's just all leaking. Yeah, you kept saying, I feel like I'm full of water, but I'm so dehydrated. <laughs> I was like, what yeah, I don't mean? I don't know what it means, but it feels like the right, it was the right description. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we definitely had a, an advantage playing in the humidity, I think, like when it comes to later in the season, because you just at some point in training, you're like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to make that run. I don't want to do this. And you kind of bitch about it and you yell and then you say, fine. And you, then you do yeah. the run. And that's, that's that. And that's that. Um, so we did promise our listeners on episode three that we would tell a couple of stories today. And I oh, think yeah. this is the time to do it before the boys come on. Okay. Um, do you want to tell the mayor story? Yeah, I would love to tell the mayor story. In 2019, we got North Carolina Courage Day in like Raleigh or North Carolina or something. And we went to the mayor's mansion to have the day proclaimed. Is that right? I think it's the governor. Oh! <laughs> so I don't know Wait, why we now I'm so mayor. confused because the <laughs> proclamation day was a totally different day and a totally different event, I think. Yeah. We got two different North Carolina days. With two different raise the roof things raise the roof, but the story you're talking about is the governor. Oh yeah, because they said Governor Cooper. <laughs> well, you gotta oh, tell the story. Oh my god, you guys! I wrote on the sheet mayor story, so then I started telling the story about the mayor, but it was not the mayor; it was the governor. So, anyways, <laughs> we got this day. We had to go to the governor's mansion for like a celebration of the courage in 2019. And uh, for some reason I had to like address the crowd and the media and the fans or whatever. And so I go up there and I had this little speech, I think on like my phone and I started reading it and I start off and the governor was governor Cooper. And I get up there and I go, thank you, governor Cooper. <laughs> and then I just go, that wasn't it. And then everybody laughed and it was like all just, Oh, isn't Sam hilarious. It was just like, it was such a big day. We were all on the stairs behind you. Like, supporting you just standing there smiling cameras pointed at us and you say thank you governor Cooper." we were like that's that's, that's not yeah. his name so that that was a fun story so i think that that covers that story i don't know if you guys were like holding your breath to hear that one but i figured <laughs> yeah like now that we're saying it out loud it's not yeah, funny i figured uh, i figured we would tell it so should we even tell the other two okay. are they even gonna be good <laughs> I am anymore. You tell the speaking of statistics story. No, I'm going to tell the North Carolina Courage is behind you story. All right. <laughs> okay. So we were making a video for somebody's friend who played soccer. And we were supposed to say like, good luck at your game, blah, blah, blah. So we're all saying it. We say good luck as a team. And then Sam takes it upon himself at the very end to say, the North Carolina Courage is behind you. And we all <laughs> said, What? I didn't, I didn't do this as like an attention hog kind of thing. Like it was scripted that I would add something on to the end. It was like somebody talk at the beginning and then we'll all say good luck. And then Sam talk at the end. Like I, I didn't just like add like an ad lib to the video. I'm ad lib to the video. Um, (laughs) But yeah. And so now the running joke, I guess, of the team, again, the story is just like really not coming full circle for me because we've already (laughs) said the punchline and it feels like we haven't even started. But it's basically, yeah, just me going in a deep voice. The North Carolina courage is behind you. <laughs> and everybody was like, why? Why? Was- yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, good times. And then the third story, you guys, I don't know if they could get any worse <laughs> than this. But basically, one time, Lynn was trying to change the subject. And Pat said something about statistics. So Lynn just goes, speaking of statistics, and then said something completely different. <laughs> And so now anytime one of us wants to change the subject, we just go, speaking of statistics. Pat loves his numbers and loves his stats. And I was like, I, we got to move on. We've got to move on. We've got to get out of here. We've got to end this one. Speaking of ending. Speaking of ending one. Let's take a break.
And now we'd like to bring on this week's guests, also known as our significant others. Please welcome Pat and Barley. <laughs> welcome. Thanks, guys. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. Um, are you guys, how are you guys feeling? Are you nervous? Are you afraid you are not going to do a good job? Are you afraid you're not going to be funny? Or am I just reinforcing all these fears in a horrible way? Samantha. Yeah, you just, you definitely <laughs> just put that within us. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I don't even know what to say right now. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I threw you guys uh, under there. So Pat is my husband of two and a half years. We went to high school together. Um, he is the heart and soul of this relationship. He's the funny one. He can cook. He has more friends than me. Uh, and I generally think that people just tolerate me in social settings because he's there. That's fair. Sam, don't speak about yourself like that. Well, I got to marry him, so... Sure. I did something right. Welcome, Pat. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, and Marley is my boyfriend of six years. We actually don't really know. That's like an asterisk by that. Um, it could be longer. We don't, <laughs> we're not positive. <laughs> ballpark number. Yeah. Um, we went to Pepperdine together. Marley played basketball. I played soccer. Um, he is from Australia, um, living in Australia right now. And I'm here. COVID has kept us apart for a year and a half now. So that's sad. Um, and he's always making me look bad because he's so nice and so caring for others. So <laughs> thank you. So that's me. Thank you for that, babe. Thank you. <laughs> Marley is so nice and so caring. I have a couple of funny stories about Marley one time. And so the four of us have gotten to live together on a few occasions because yes. when Lynn and I lived together and then the boys would come visit. So one time Lynn had camp. And I wasn't going to camp. Um, and Marley and I got to go, I got to take Lynn's ticket and we got to go see Kevin Hart together um, in North Carolina. And my, what I remember about this the most, Marley, was that we both had like knee injuries. So we were sitting in these tiny little seats and we both had to like turn this way and stretch out our knees. And then we'd switch at the same time and we'd stretch out our knees this way. What a train wreck that was. <laughs> yeah, literally, I think we, we had the worst seats in the house. We were cramped up yeah. at like the end, like all the way down, like at the end of, you know, the section that we were in. And yeah, Sam and I being as, as large as we yeah. are, you know, had the worst spots in the house and just our knees. Were, and how long did the, the thing go for? How It was like two well, hours. Well, it was long because he had all his openers. Yeah, oh, oh, that's it. Yeah. And our knees were burning yeah. before Kevin Hart even got on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't feel bad at all because you stole my ticket and I was looking forward to go to that forever. And then you guys got to go. I'm sorry. Yeah, that Lynn. was sad. Yeah. We had fun though. We did. We had a great I'm time. Happy for was, you guys. We, we had a lot of laughs. I loved it. Sorry, babe. Really happy for you guys. Um, so I also have a story about Pat. Well, I have a lot of stories about oh, Pat, honestly. Mm. Oh, boy. <laughs> we um <laughs> we mentioned this before in our podcast how me sam and pat were together for um all of quarantine and me and pat really got to know each other a lot more um but there was <laughs> but there was <laughs> no <laughs> but there was this one night where we were over at our friend's house and as you guys know pat loves food and he picked up this chip <laughs> <laughs> that was like literally the perfect folded chip like huge it was a good dipping chip pat was about to go on for a year about explaining this chip and he goes soup a chip and i immediately crush it out of his hands and he he was so shocked so sad that he didn't get to start talking about more about this chip and uh that's basically how me and pat's relationship goes is that <laughs> oh my god i like forgot about that story lynn that wasn't on our that wasn't on our list, and I'm so happy you brought it up. Um, we, we wanted to give you guys both a chance to tell stories about us, if you have one off the top of your head, and if not, don't worry, we have more. Oh, I still want to talk about the super chip. I didn't give I didn't I didn't get my time to talk about the super chip. Then, oh, and so I do you want to take it I now? Want, and I want it now. Yeah. Okay. It was like you reach into a bag of chips, and you just you're expecting to get a normal chip, and I got a super chip. <laughs> And How big it, was the chip? It was probably the size of like my, it was probably like four and a half inches. So like oh, for yeah. you, a, like nine centimeters or something, big chip. <laughs> yeah. And it was yeah, also folded 
So it was folded on top of each other. So it had, it was a double chip. You had two, you had crunch, little layer of air, crunch on the bottom. Mm. And it was good enough to scoop. Um, and not break. And not break. And, not and we had hell of a good dip. <laughs> Quality chip. The onion dip. And it was robbed from me. But it was, it was, it made, the, I honestly, I'm okay with it because it was such a funny moment. But I would be lying to say that I occasionally don't think about it and get mad to myself. That's fair. For sure. That's fair. And Lynn, you crushed the chip? Yeah, crushed he it. he was about to go on and on. He held it up in the See, air. That would, mm. He held the chip up in the air and was about to go on and on about how amazing this chip was. And I just, <laughs> Lynn had had I enough. I don't know what came over me, but I reached over and upset. crushed it. Yeah, in the moment, that, that would have made yeah. me upset. It, in the moment, I wasn't even upset. I was more scared. Like, because it happened so quickly and so violently. So it was, it wasn't even, there wasn't any emotion of anger there. It was just, it was kind of fear. And then it was a little bit of shame and embarrassment afterwards. I'm so sorry. That's, that's, that's partying with the North Carolina courage. Yeah, that's it. Crushing chips, crushing dreams. That's it. That's it. Marley, what kind of story could you possibly have to follow that up? Anything about yourself, about Lynn, anything. I'll tell you what, I, I, um... (laughs) I, nothing <laughs> nothing comes to mind but babe as I look as I look towards my bed right now I'm just thinking about the time I'm taking a nap as I do I love to take a nap we all do and I wake up to Lynn sitting on this chair actually literally scolding me how long was the nap babe probably an hour not even long no it was a long nap it was a long nap all right maybe an hour and a half um like a two hour nap it was like two hours oh Lynn Lynn knows this story Lynn has been like she knows you're telling this. Something bad happened. Oh, Sam. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hour 45, we'll say. Um, And I've woken up from this nap with her staring at me absolutely furious. Waking up from a nap. She was mad at me because I fell asleep and took a nap for an hour and 45 minutes. And we weren't, what, hugging or, or touching in that moment. And I was sleeping. And I'm, imagine waking up from a nap. And just being absolutely scolded and yelled at. Yeah, like, what could I possibly have done? Yeah, what? (laughs) It wasn't my best moment. But in my defense, we hadn't seen each other in a long time. And I came to visit for a short period of time because I was playing in Sydney. (laughs) And I was like, we have one day together. And you took two hours out of that day to take a nap. And I was watching Disney Plus. And I was like, wake up. (laughs) Babe. My buddy does what my buddy does. I could not control it. Yeah, that was a little aggressive of me. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all I can think of there. All right. Well, now I look like an aggressive human because I've cracked a chip and scolded you. This is actually an intervention. This is actually an intervention. (laughs) All three of us have known this as long as we've known you. So if if this is news to you, I don't know where you've been. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You're supposed to be on my side. I'm just kidding. But speaking of statistics, naps, and having mm. a short window of time to be together. We wanted to ask you guys, like, this is maybe a little bit of the real stuff. Like, what mm. are some of the pros and cons, ups and downs? What's hard about being with us? What's awesome about being with us? Obviously, our lives are all over the place. You guys haven't seen each other in time. But we're all dealing with weird stuff. And mm. we just wanted to talk a little bit about the relationships and, like, how they work. Yeah. You want to start off, Pat? Uh, yeah, I'll dive into it. Uh, it's a load, loaded question, so, but go. So where where it becomes difficult, uh, I, I mean, at this point for me, the the distance isn't that hard. I, I mean, I think we use FaceTime really well. Uh, we've always, you know, had iPhones for that reason. Uh, and I think we kind of, we try to keep each other, like, informed on each other's day-to-day. I think the difficult <laughs> part comes in, like, the first, like, week or so when you, like, re- get back together uh because it's like your your routines are just completely different Mm. and then you have to just like kind of accommodate the other persons um and so then you just end up getting like irrationally mad about like where people put towels and uh, (laughs) (laughs) like how they perfect example i think one of the things in our our new house we have um like uh, even just the the opening the garage door, Sam does it in a way that's different than mine. And it just frustrates <laughs> me when she does it. And then it was just like, it's that. And then you get in the car and then she's like, you know, touching the brakes every five seconds. And you're just like, it kind of festers. Um, but it's definitely like getting like back, consistently like getting back into each other's routines and like being on the same page is like a difficult thing. 
but that's I guess that's like champagne problems compared to what you guys are going through right now. Yeah, yeah, I would I would say the distance is a little tougher for us, um, especially after how long it's been. Um, but we we God, we're like veterans. Hey, babe, we're like veterans yeah. to this whole distance thing. You know, we've been doing it since Lynn went pro when you know we met at Pepperdine. She went pro and we were doing distance then, but it was easy because it was just you know just state to state and stuff like that. But now you know coming back home and and you know, obviously Lynn being back home over there in America, in North Carolina, it's, it's tough. And especially at the moment, it's tough with, you know, the virus going on because we don't know when we're going to yeah. be able to see each other. What's, what's usually the easiest thing um, is having a date, having a plan there where we know exactly when we're going to see each other and what to look forward to. But at the moment, it's been tough, um, you know, without having that date and everything being up in the air, I think it's been really hard. Um, but, you know, we're, we're always, we, we talk every second of the day. So, you know, with, with our phones, like you said, Pat, it's easy, you know, nowadays in, in that perspective, but it's a bit tough at the moment for sure. Yeah. Don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. <laughs> no, no, it's, you guys are definitely right about like having phones. So I say that all the time. I'm like, if we lived in a different era, we would have just had to move on. And been like, well, yeah, it would again, awesome. so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was cool. Thanks for yelling at me cool. when I fell asleep. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but we like, this is kind of, I think, crazy and unique to us, but like I will message Marley like as if I'm getting a response all day long and then he, wake, and then he wakes up, he wakes up and he gets to read like about my whole day just because the yeah. time difference is crazy. But I know that when people are looking at me like on a plane or something, they're like, this girl is crazy. Like, 45 on the text. I think the same yeah, thing. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's not getting a response and she keeps texting this guy. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it works for us. I think it makes us feel like connected. I'm sure you guys feel like this way too. When our lives get so busy, it's easy to like go about your own thing and like almost drift apart. And like, you have to make it a point to come together and make sure you guys are like keeping each other informed and connected. You guys feel that way? Yeah, definitely. I think too, like the way I feel like I zone out when I'm stressed is like, I, I just like to watch TV and I, I think Pat actually mm. really likes that too, but when we eat, like it's usually when we try to like talk and, and like connect and have like actual real conversations. And I think that's something that's actually kept us really close through the distance. And even over the years is that we can have conversations and we can like be so open and honest. And when we take that time away from like doing something else or doing something mindless and just genuinely talk like Pat, we did it yesterday like at lunchtime or dinner time, like we just were sitting on the couch talking about our careers, mm. our futures, all this stuff. And I feel like yeah. that's something you don't have to be together to have. Um, mm. But you do have to like, if it's not happening, you have to like make time or be like, this is something I need to talk about. I'm going to take time out of our days. And we're both going to like commit to having this conversation. And I think early on too, when, cause Pat and I did distance at first, we knew each other from high school, but we dated long distance and, when you can't be together physically, you have to like know each other in other ways mm. and, and really mm. evolve that like emotional connection. And I feel like mm. for us that just taking that time to talk about whatever is going on or the future or whatever we need to, to talk about at that time has been like the connection. Yeah. 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 I, th I think you just have to be like really honest with like what you need out of the certain situations and like time and stuff. Like I think as a dude, like you can sometimes bottle it up and then, you know, it blows up down the line but like you kind of just have to get over that and like be like hey man talk about your feelings with the person you love yeah yeah i left the door of the gym open at when i was home and i i heard about it about a week later and i was like shit i, I wish i had just known at the time i would have just closed the door or did whatever i did wrong Closed it. um i also wanted to ask you guys what it's like when we're stressed about soccer or it's like a we have a big like roster being named soon or we're in the middle of a big tournament like how do you guys deal mm, with that mm, yourselves, but then also have to like deal with us? Um, I, I think especially being in my position, you know, obviously not playing at the level you guys have, but being around basketball my whole life and playing at a very high level. Um, I think that's where you and I work, um, Lynn, is where we really get each other within this world, you know, mm -hmm. and I really understand you. I think I've been watching you play for years now um, and I understand exactly you know, the type of person you are, um, how you react to certain things and how you go into certain things. So I think 
knowing that and kind of, I guess, having maybe my little background in psychology that I've had, <laughs> I feel like I can almost, you know, really, really be Patient. there to, yeah, yeah, be there to kind of just help comfort, you know, Lynn through hard times. And, we've, and you know, she's been through, you know, some crazy ups and downs. Like she's one of the strongest people I know um, in this world. So, you know, to go through what both of you guys go through, I can kind of get a gist of, of how hard it is, even though I obviously haven't been at that level. Um, so I just try my best to just, you know, kind of comfort Lynn through that um, wherever I can and, and let her know that, you know, she's doing amazing every single day. So tears. Yeah, that was literally so cute, <laughs> Pat. You have a tough act to follow. I know. I, 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 <laughs> it's tough. It is. It's difficult because it's like something that impacts my life so much. Not that, well, I'm going to make it about me. Uh, you make it about you, babe. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And it's it's just completely out of my control. So it, it like definitely adds stress to my life, but it's like good stress. Um, I definitely, I, I, I fall into like the camp of like the, what you do with like heavyweight boxers or just like boxers where you just like, just tell them they're the best at all times. Yeah. And you just, you yeah. constantly have to tell them that they can do it and constantly have to yeah. say, oh no, like that girl was horrible. Like you're better than her. Um, you're the champ. Is <laughs> <laughs> You're the champ. You're the champs here. Um, and like, uh, there's a story about like at the world cup when they were talking about it, one of the players who is taller than Sam. Um, and somebody's like, oh, that player's taller than Sam. And I was like, no, she's not. She's not taller than Sam. <laughs> and they were like, no, it's like objectively true that she's taller than Sam. No, and it's I was not. Like, no, she's not taller than Sam. Nobody's like, taller than the champ. Nobody's taller nope. than the champ. Nope. And you just do that. Like, just keep, just, you, you have to be like aggressively optimistic. Um, yeah. Yeah. How did you guys like deal with, well, two separate things, but Pat, um, you with Sam's knee when she was going through that hard time and Marley, when, when I found out that I wasn't going to make the world cup or I, I was dropped from allocation, like those are two big moments in our, both of our careers. Um, so like, how did you guys deal with that? I, I mean, I didn't deal with it well. Um, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I mean, I was, I was so much younger than it was, and I was like unhappy with where I was too, that it was like difficult to be like center her needs mm. and stuff. Uh, but I think like over time, you kind of just, you, you just kind of choose to be on her team and you just kind of have to figure out every possible way that you can like help her. Um, so I, I think the way at first I had like this resistance to be like, Oh, like why is your thing more important than mine? Um, mm. but then like over time you're just like, Oh, it's like not more important. It's just like you, you're on a team and you need to like work together to like figure this out. Um, so I, I would just kind of like, I gave into like me being this, like, oh, my thing's more important and just being like, what does she need in these moments and trying to like fill those. Um, I would probably have to say that's where cooking comes in. Like, oh, I would always cook for the mm. food. I would always, you know, yeah. just try to, that, that's something that I could, you know, you know, help her out. Um, even though it's not really helping form cartilage in your knee, but like, <laughs> it, it was my way of like trying to like help her, um, so, yeah. No, I think that's like super unique, not to cut you off. Um, but like, I think sometimes we just get so caught up in our thing that like our stuff isn't more important than what you're going on doing as well. And so I think that's like really cool that you could one be like, well, why is your thing more important than mine? But I understand at the same time, I do need to support you, but you also need to support me in what I'm going through too. Yeah. And I think that, I think we did do that. Like at tough times, like can bring that out and you like, don't realize that like, how strong your relationship can be until you go into those kind of situations and come out the other side better. Um, but yeah, I was probably just upset because we were supposed to go to Italy and then we had to cancel the trip. <laughs> and so it was just like, and I never said it. Like I just didn't say it. Like it was me being a guy like, Oh, like I can't be sad yeah. that I'm missing out on this trip. Like I can't do that. That's not an emotion I can have. Um, and I just bottled it away and then came out. Oh, we know. We always know. Don't we, we know? Sam? We always, we know everything you guys. We know everything. They don't know. Marley. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Marley, what about you? What about um, when like Lynn went through some tough times? Yeah. Uh, you know, just kind of piggybacking off uh, what Pat was kind of saying there. I, I think just being there to kind of just be almost like a listening board sometimes. Sometimes I feel like, I don't know about you, Sam, but Lynn might not even necessarily want the right response from me, you know, in, in terms of, how this can be fixed or how we can get out of this rut or. Well, that sounds familiar, doesn't it, Pat? 
that does sound pretty familiar. <laughs> you know, and, and I think just just kind of being able to sit there and listen, um, but listen constructively, you know what I mean? And give kind of logical explanations back because, you know, when you're, when you're in this state and when you're going through hard, hard times, you're sometimes thinking off emotion and irrationally. So I think us being able to sit back and see the whole picture and be able to kind of list mm -hmm. things out, you know, um, especially from me to Lynn, I think that kind of helps her kind of, you know, get her mind right and get back into, get back into gear and get going again. Um, but it, it's tough. I mean, cause obviously, like you guys said, we're going through stuff on our end too. So it, it becomes, um, very exhausting, especially if we're in a high stressful situation, not exhausting in a bad way, but it's just a lot's going on. You know what I mean? So then to be able to juggle yeah. this as well, it's tough, but we've been doing it for so long that it's kind of like, like Pat said, we're a team. We're a team. We'll get through it together and, and we'll keep on keeping on because we're the champs, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right, baby. <laughs> um, well, speaking of being in your own, statistics. speaking of statistics and being in your own stressful situation, Marley, how... I don't, are you allowed to talk about Big Brother? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, from a, from a general standpoint, I think. Yeah. How was the experience? <laughs> what do you reckon? Um, it was an experience, Sam. It was an experience. Um, oh, God. I don't even know where to start with this. It was honestly. Oh, my gosh. Talk about the last episode with Are You Happy and You Know It? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's talk about that. <laughs> so we get put in a room. Oh, Sam, you would freaking go insane. Um, we get put in a room, and what's what's the song called, babe? It's Are You Happy and You Know It. I, I think don't know. that's yeah. the song. You know the song. Yeah, I know. I know the song. Yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> imagine listening to that song for six hours straight in like a really confined space, like a tiny room, for literally six hours. Couldn't leave. So that was in last night's episode a challenge that we had to go through. And if we left the room, we um would fail the task. So we had to stay in there for literally six hours. I think I had a migraine. Um, and I was about to throw up and the room was painted with all these colors and like swirly, like, like it was, it was tragic. It was tragic. Um, but no, I, I think the whole experience, it was, it was so much fun. It was something I've never done before. Um, I wanted to step out of my comfort zone. I, I mean, I am a social and out there guy, but as you know, Lynn, I really like being to myself. I'm very introverted and don't like a lot of people. So you like long naps. Yeah, yeah, like long naps. Like um, long naps. So, uh, yeah, it was an awesome experience. It was good fun. Um, and I'm just enjoying watching it back. Yeah, it was cool. Crazy. Okay, so we've covered some of the hard parts about being with us and some of the negatives, but I know I have a funny story I want to tell about something cool that Pat got to do with me one time. Well, how, do you, Marley, what's your favorite part? Like, what's the best thing about being with Lynn, but as a professional athlete? Um... Uh, I think the best thing about being with Lynn and as a professional athlete would be that we get each other. If I was with anyone else, it wouldn't really work, you know, with, with what we do in our careers. So I think that's the best part is we we understand we get each other. You know, we get each other's moods um, when one of us don't, don't really want to talk. We um, we understand that, I think, for the most part. When one of us want a nap, we don't understand that. You know, we're working on that. <laughs> But <laughs> we're working on that. It's a work yeah, in progress. Yeah, absolutely. But I think, yeah, I, I think just the fact that we get each other, as cliche and lame as that sounds, this wouldn't work for, you know, six plus years if we didn't. So I, I think that's what's so amazing about about this girl is that she she really gets me. She understands me. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Champs. No, but but what but like what what perks are cool about me? Like being a professional athlete, like what are cool perks. If you don't say right now that you get free stuff all the time, say that. <laughs> he says with a Nike say it. As, as you can see my shoes in the background here a little bit. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, no, she's just a good, yeah. No, she's um, a great girl. Yeah, that that is pretty dope, babe. I can't lie. Yeah, the shoes, especially because we love shoes. Yeah, we have a problem. I think that's one of the coolest perks. We've got too many clothes and shoes. You man. guys love shoes. Oh, Sam, it's yeah. One time, Lynn, Lynn was like, "Sam, I need help packing. <laughs> I like don't have room for all my stuff." And she showed me uh, the whole suitcase full of shoes. <laughs> and I was like, "These are the exact same shoes. You don't need both." <laughs> yes, I did. You can wear the same outfit with these shoes. I know it's bad. And then I go to Australia and I wear like one pair. Yeah, 
but I need them all. You do. I know. I know. And he does. I support too. you. I support he does you. too. So that's what's hard him. when we, and especially when you come here, babe, is that she brings all her shoes. I've got my shoes all organized and set up. Jeez. And then, you know, my room's a mess. And it's just, it's, it's a logistical nightmare, honestly. Yeah. It's shoe city. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, okay. Well, what about Pat? Pat, I was personally going to tell this story on your behalf. <laughs> you can go for it. Okay. Cool. Sure. So sure. after the World Cup, I got to throw the first pitch at the Red Sox game. And before we went into the – and Pat, like, loves baseball. He played baseball all growing up, like, big Red Sox guy. Like, mm. we're Boston people. So it was, like, actually a really, like, sick thing. Special. Special, if you will. <laughs> so we're in this little room before I got to walk out on the field. And, like, our my family was there. Our, like, best friend Brandon was there. And Jackie Bradley Jr. brought his little – baby daughter in the room to like meet us because he, I don't know he, he thought it was cool and I was like that's cool that you think it's cool um so he's going around introducing himself to everybody and he says to me hi I'm Jackie Bradley this is my daughter and I introduce myself and then he moves Brandon was next in line so he goes to introduce himself to Brandon so Brandon stands up and says hi I'm Brandon nice to meet you and then Jackie Bradley Jr. moves on to Pat and Pat stands up and says hi I'm Brandon oh. <laughs> so here's pat meeting like this wicked cool guy on the red Sox and stands up and says the wrong name because he was so nervous yeah yeah how'd you recover Uh, from that didn't didn't everybody in the room laughed (laughs) at me literally 20 strangers just laughed in my face and i was just like yep okay i'm gonna sit down yeah it was a governor (laughs) it was a governor cooper moment if you will it was worse it was it was worse it It was was way worse worse. it was embarrassing yeah but uh, still a perk i'd say i mean maybe it isn't a perk maybe i shouldn't be meeting (laughs) people that are, are my heroes okay well i think we should move on to like our fun question section but before we do that um i just wanted to say something nice about both of you one thanks for coming on here that's very sweet of you guys this has been a great podcast but i just i know i've been with pat and sam um lived with both of them i felt like during a time of covid when there was like so much uncertainty or the very beginning like even though me and pat definitely butted heads sometimes like i definitely felt like you guys (laughs) brought me in and were like my family away from home. And I wouldn't have wanted to do that with any other couple or people. Um, and I was just so comfortable being myself. And I felt like we had such a good time. Um, and we really supported each other during such a weird time. Um, and with you, babe, I just want to say thank you so much for um, supporting me and just being there for me and being on this weird, incredible journey that we're going on. And um hopefully we get to see each other soon but i can't wait for that day no oh, me either babe. that was cute how sweet was that is that making you tear very up? sweet yeah it that did. was so that was nice that I'm, I'm not even gonna try to follow it up with my own sentiment <laughs> yeah. I'll, just have to, I'll have to text marley and tell pat later how much i appreciate them both because I, I don't think i can follow that one up <laughs> i'm the sentimental one of the group so here we go okay <laughs> let's take a break and we'll come back with the fun stuff This is my favorite part of the podcast where we just pepper each other with random questions. So what is your pet peeve about us, me and Sam, Pat and Riley, about Uh, me and Sam? Me? Either one. Yeah, you go, Pat. Go roast Sam. I'll go first. Um, I do not like your, both of you, yous, um, (laughs) y'alls, thoughts. Or I guess you the the amount of what? the emphasis that you guys <laughs> place on paper towel versus dish towel use. Paper towels. Paper the, the the it is uh, like you guys have very specific use cases for both of those things, and I don't. And the passion that you have is a bit excessive. Pat, you want to use a dish towel to wipe the spaghetti sauce off the floor, and you also want to use it green. to dry. <laughs> dry the clean dish that I have just cleaned and so I can wipe my hands on it after I've washed them. Yep. <laughs> That's gross. 
All right. Well, that was a double whammy. Double yeah, whammy. That was a big one. I. <laughs> God, where do I start, babe? Um, <laughs> look, I'll tell you what. It, it comes to my. It's it, everything's coming back to sleep and naps. I don't know why. Um, but honestly, Sam, I I love to make my bed in the morning. You know, and when we are together, especially with my bed, I feel like and I have to leave for a workout or something, my bed is not always made when I come back home. And that kind of annoys me. Or if it is made, it's not necessarily made how I like it. Um, so that's a bit of a pet peeve. Is because I like to get going, get things organised. I'm, I'm a very organised... Well, I'm not organised in that way. I'm just very particular. Um, and, yeah, when my <laughs> bed isn't made, you know, <laughs> to my standard... It, you know, it can kind of tick me off sometimes a little bit. I understand that. I can yeah. understand that. I don't know that Pat even knows how to make a bed. I wouldn't <laughs> say that that was my pet peeve. And and I will grant you that you have come a long way mm-hmm. from the days of me folding your clothes up from when we moved you out of your college apartment. I'm not going to repeat what was in the clothes. You but can do it. I don't, I don't know if the world is ready for this. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but the pee on the toilet seat is just like not my uh, thing. When no. I sit down on the toilet and it's I get pee on my thighs, it's just like not really like what I had in mind oh, for the day. Yeah. So the pee on the toilet seat is a, is a tough one for me. It has gotten a lot better. We are growing up, but it's just one of those things that I don't, I'm not happy with. Um, can you officially like recognize the fact that sometimes when you flush the toilet, that water will splash up onto the toilet seat. Will you concede that? Yeah, but that's not? not that's not like yellow. It's, if there was pee in the toilet, yeah, it is. Like I'm. It's not. That's not it because it doesn't happen after I flush the toilet. It has. I was say, do you have a vicious, <laughs> aggressive toilet bowl flusher? Yeah, we got the Apparently. Vortex six forty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's difficult to pee sometimes for us. I feel it is. You what? Pour, There's always a little bit of. I don't know what it is. Thing. There's always just a little bit of splashback, you know, somewhere. You know what it is? It's you guys wiggling it around and spraying pee everywhere. <laughs> that That's is fair. What it is. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if we're allowed mm-hmm. to say that on this podcast. Yeah. Wiggle it around. Oh. <laughs> Wiggle it. You guys don't have a pee and poop section of your podcast? <laughs> oh, I thought this was completely acceptable. I'm going to tell you my pet peeve about Marley. Oh, and it also, it also has to do with the bed. I can fall asleep really easily with Marley. Oh, yeah. And Marley can't fall asleep ever. And he will either do two things. <laughs> he'll say, he'll tell me how hot he is, <laughs> but then bunch, bunches the bed, all. Your thighs are just ridiculous. <laughs> They are out of this world, these thighs. It's like having a, a Katmandu jacket on your legs. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> a Katmandu jacket. Can you explain for the listeners what a Katmandu jacket is? Yeah, sorry. That's a brand we have here. It, it's just a big puffy vest, like a jacket you'd wear out into the snow to keep you warm. That's literally her legs Rated Hot leg okay, well, oh. Hot leg But lens. he, yeah. like, is... L-L-L. Piling all, all of the blankets on top of each other. I'm like, just remove them if you're so hot. But then he- No, you need you need something. You do. Protection. Somebody could come in with a knife. Yeah, you know, you can't, can't just stay. See, this guy gets you can't it. Cut hey, through a sheet. What do you think you're gonna you protect can't, yourself you, with? <laughs> you can you can cut through a sheet, but the the they might miss because they can't see, you know? Mm, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Defense Sorry, mechanism. Go on. Or if I'm sleeping, I'm dead asleep having a great time and he is huffing and puffing and twisting and turning and then slamming his body down onto the bed so then i wake up and i'm like why did you do that you did that on purpose if i'm not sleeping you're not sleeping. nobody's we're sleeping chance we're a team nobody's sleeping apparently me and marley don't like each other sleeping i just want to be awake marley's behavior sounds a lot like mine yes sam yeah, yeah. This yeah. is, we'll have to bring this up too. Uh, Sam, if she has a bad dream or a nightmare, she'll make sure I know about it instantly. I, I, instantly. This is like actually not funny. Babe. Like sometimes, I, sometimes I get night terrors. <laughs> Babe. And so instantly, and her, the tone she uses to wake me up isn't like, hey, I just had a nightmare. It's, there's somebody in the house. It's a man with a knife is in the house. Right? Yeah. He's right yeah. there. He's in right there. In my defense, yeah. in my defense, I, when those 
things have happened. I've been half asleep and like, yeah, okay. Um, in a terror, in a night terror. So I didn't want to cut you off, but do you think I have those? I don't know. <laughs> Is it, I don't know. Do you think you're the only person that has night terrors and has bad dreams? <laughs> I, get, I get scared. Okay. One of my favorite things that Pat does is when you will try to tell him about a dream that you had and he goes, I don't care. It wasn't real. <laughs> it, it doesn't, it really, it doesn't matter. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna act like I care. I, I like, it's not, a, it's your dream is not as important as my sleep. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> that's that's Pat for you, you guys, in a nutshell. You're a star. And that's why you didn't start the show with describing me as a very nice person, but you did with Marley. Fall <laughs> 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 yeah. back. Yikes. Um, okay, this is going to be the last question of the day. It is a question from Not Alina, and she wants to know what our unpopular food opinions are. Like what we like to eat, but others won't. I think so. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I don't. Have you guys tried Vegemite before? I don't know if you oh, have. Yuck. Yeah, but I like. I like. Like it's a very. It's a spread, right? That I put on my toast. Um, and it's a very salty. It's a strong kind it's of yeah, like gross. taste. Yeah, right. Like a seaweedy kind of salty taste. I guess sounds disgusting, right? Umami. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, for it's fermented yeast. Just that's just nice. gross. Right. No, it's just it's, nasty. Hey, guys, hey, relax. Yeah. Relax. It's, it's a right? different culture. It's not, yeah. Give, Come on. Give it a chance right. here. Right. <laughs> um, and I spread that on my toast, but have eggs with it. Okay. And it's delicious. Yeah. Okay, Marley, I respect you. Yeah, thanks, Sam. You're welcome. Lynn? Why do you respect that, but not respect my cheese and rice, my queso rice and chips? What is this? I, I thought I thought you were going to say this at one time for dinner. Lynn had queso and rice. <laughs> and I thought that she uh, she that brought this up. Like... She brought this up as an unpopular food opinion as if she stands by that as a good choice for dinner. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. You guys have to try it. It's so good. It's queso and rice. And it's like, I mean, yeah, like it's probably bomb. But are you standing by it as like a dinner selection? Yeah. Okay. Put some chicken chicken in there. Oh, so well, it's like a some... chicken, cheese, and rice thing. Yeah, well, well that's then, yeah. Just queso and rice is weird. You know what, Lynn? No, I that, respect that, you. That, yeah, but that's not, that's not that weird. So what about you? I don't know if I have one. Pat, can you save me here? Um, I don't know. This isn't something that I like, but it's something that I don't like. Um, I think truffle like truffles that aren't just by themselves like tr that truffle hot sauce don't know if they're a sponsor but if they are love it if they're not hate it it's gross i don't think it's good um and people and i've seen on instagram that people love it um it's in our fridge because christy your sister loves it and it's disgusting and it's gross and i don't think we need it okay fair enough i think i think that is on an unpopular opinion. Yeah, I think it is. People, people in reverse. People love it, and I'm like, no, it's not good. It's too much. Yeah, I don't need it in my life. I'm passionate about it, apparently too. Yeah, he, he enough to cancel them as a sponsor for the podcast forever. Apparently, I know, dude, <laughs> big truff, big truffle was gonna be sponsoring this podcast, so now that that, that, that big tea money big is just truff. leaving, big truffle's gone. <laughs> um, I don't know if I have an unpopular food opinion. Pat, can you think of anything that I either should like that I don't or don't like that I should? Um, I, That's the same thing. I think that <laughs> you have a, a visceral reaction to everything, even though you don't know what it tastes like yet. And it, mm, anchovies. Even anchovies. I, I actually love anchovies in like a Caesar salad. You know what my unpopular food opinion is? Cheese pizza is a two thumbs up in my cheese book. Cheese pizza is good. Okay. I also love buffalo chicken pizza, but cheese pizza... Is enough for me. How do you feel about pineapples on your pizza? Yes. Yum. I'm fine yeah. with that. Good, good, Pat. Yuck. Yes. Oh, I, that doesn't no, surprise thank you. Is, uh, yeah, No, me. thank you. That doesn't surprise Love it. me. Love it. The best. I don't think that I have any unpopular ones because I don't like that many things. So, yeah. <laughs> There's that. Just end that. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess that wrapped that up. Uh, Marley and Pat, thank you guys so much for being on. This was... So much fun for me. I don't know about anybody else, but me too. I had a double thumbs up of a time. Thank you guys. I loved it. That was awesome. I had a lot of fun. Double thumbs up for me too. <laughs>
Big double thumbs up all around. A double, couple double thumbs up. The champs. A couple of champs and a couple of thumbs. <laughs> oh my God. What is happening? Who knows? Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our show is produced by Just Women Sports. For more great sports content, go to justwomensports.com. Be sure to subscribe to the newsletter and follow along on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm Sam Ewis. And I'm Lynn Williams. And you're listening to Snacks. Can you guys give us a chomp? Oh. <laughs>